Get out there and bust them Krakens. I almost feel sorry. Hi there, and welcome to the Kraken Busters, where we explore the history of the U.S. sea monster conflict of the 1940s and 1950s. This is episode 20, Apocrypha. I'm Keith Pilly. Okay, so every word I have said to you for the past several months has been a thousand percent true. But for the space of this episode, just for fun, I'm going to entertain the fiction that I made it all up. I want to be clear, I am recanting nothing here. But I thought it might be fun to spend a little time pretending that none of that happened. So the apocryphal zone begins now. But first, once more, thanks for having listened this far. I don't know, maybe I overdo it on the thanking you front, but um, it, it really does mean a lot to me that people have stuck with this thing, uh, dealing with my insane lumberjack accent and occasional audio engineering problems for 20 episodes of this. So once again, thank you. Anyway, if I made up all of this story, it would have been because I had read a lot about World War II over the years and thought a lot about sea monsters. And one day when I was bored at work, those two things just collided. I just started tweeting a timeline and it just kept coming out for about a day. Like my brain was getting radio transmissions from some, you know, alternate universe or something. I, I just kept getting up from my cube and going for walks through the downtown Minneapolis Skyway system, phone in hand, and looking down at the streets underneath me and thinking that, well, of course, the next thing that would happen would be a battleship sinking. Uh, that Twitter thread blew up a little, and when it finished, I realized I essentially had the outline for a pretty fun book. And then just a couple of weeks after that, COVID hit. So this entire thing is a text written during the first year of the COVID freakout. And that both made its way directly into the text and changed the way I thought about the whole thing. For the first few months, I felt like, yeah, when the shit hits the fan, Americans work together to solve the problem, and I want to write about that. And then, as the fucking idiot backlash to vaccines and masks ramped up, it turned more into... Oh, I guess I want to spend time in a fictional reality where Americans work together and share sacrifice. Um, aside from all the COVID-era marks left all over the text, there's a lot of end-of-the-Trump-era trauma that made its way in, if you know where to look. Um, you know, If this all grew out of reading a bunch about the era, the two biggest progenitors, but really there are... I, there have to be hundreds of books here, but the, the two biggest source clusters were Ian W. Toll's fantastic series of books about the uh, the actual history of the war in the Pacific. Uh, these books, they are fascinating and just amazingly readable given how thorough they are. I can't recommend them highly enough if you have any interest in the, you know, actual <laughs> straight up history of the war in the Pacific. Um, and then the fact that I have read Herman Wauk's historical novels about the war about a billion times each was a pretty big factor here. And I honestly have felt like I should probably formally apologize to Toll and to Wauk's estate for what I've done here. 
Uh, as far as that goes, I should apologize to Mike Duncan and Dan Carlin, the podcasters, for making sort of a combined travesty of, of their work. In terms of the reality of the show and what was in it, more than anything, I wanted this to have the feeling of real history. Like, I wanted the story to unfold following the rhythms of the way history seems to flow, if that makes sense. And I tried to be as accurate as possible about the conduct of the real war, except for obviously fictional stuff like the fishing boats going missing and the Dahlgren incident and, uh, you know, the lighthouse getting knocked down. After the Dahlgren incident, the divergences do get increasingly buckwild. Most of the admirals and political figures that I used in the story were real historical figures. Uh, that's within the Navy, if you're an admiral, it's almost certainly a real person. Underneath the rank of admiral, I believe everyone was invented. Political figures were almost all real historical figures. And for the most part, I tried hard to have all real historical figures act and talk in a way consistent with my admittedly non-expert understanding of them. Uh, and there's some variance there. You know, Frank Jack Fletcher, I kind of know how he behaved. Um, that's not a super informed portrayal. Ray Spruance, I feel like I got a pretty good handle on. Um, and I, I really do think that William Halsey was as stupid as I portrayed him, for instance. The, uh, the one big exception here is Thomas Dewey, who I have to confess I don't know a ton about, and who mostly acted the way I needed him to act for the plot in any given time. On the other hand, most of what he does is just sit back and make okay decisions, and that doesn't feel super outlandish. A couple of people have asked me what comes next, and to be honest, I'm not really sure. The little stinger at the end of the last episode was actually just put in there um, as dramatic irony, but it does set things up pretty well for a potential second season. And as I've worked on this, a sort of arc for that potential second season has formed in my head. The 80s were a very different time from the 40s, so it would be a different story. Let's just say that uh, when I was younger, you know, in addition to reading a lot of Herman Wauk, I also read a lot of Larry Hama's comics and a lot of Tom Clancy's books. And as I've gotten older, it's not just Ian Toll that I've been reading. I've also read a lot of John le Carre. Uh, but I, I don't know how exactly all that would come together, and I don't know for sure what the timeline would be since I haven't written a word of it. If a second season of this is a thing that you would like to see, please let me know. You know, um, I'm not hard to find on Twitter. If you're listening to this, you probably already know how to find me. And it probably is a good idea to follow me on Twitter. If a season two does happen, that's where I would be talking about it, probably endlessly once I got rolling. It's conceivable that this could all happen in 2022, maybe, uh, but I really have no clue right now. I am also looking into possibilities um, for adaptations of season one into other types of media, but... You know, that's all very much just asking questions about the uh, long-term exploration of the possible type thing. There are a lot of people I would like to hop back up on the thank horse again one last time uh, for helping me with the manuscript at some point or supporting the show or helping in some other crucial way. And apologies if I murder anybody's name here. This is the downside of 
you know, knowing people online. Um, and also apologies. I know I'm going to forget somebody and I'm going to feel shitty about it. Um, yeah, but doing my best. Uh, anyway, I'd like to thank Rebecca Collins. Holly Dolezalik, Henry Vorismarty, Pete Hindle, John Nielsen, and Andrew Weiss. And again, I am positive that I'm forgetting people here who I really should be thanking, and for that I am truly sorry. And also, I know I keep saying this, but if you are still listening at this point, thank you too from the bottom of my heart. I was always worried that this thing would limp along through 20 episodes with like 6 listeners, and it thrills me that this wasn't the case. And now that the story is finished and you know, you know how you feel about the thing in total, if you feel the inclination to spread the word one last time, please consider doing that. Uh, you know, it's not going to have the publicity boost of a new episode coming out every week. So, you know, if it could just go out in one last bang of people spreading the word, I would love that. Right on. I think that's it, at least for now. If there should be anything new to report in terms of action in the world of sea monsters, I'll spread the word on Twitter and possibly, probably, in a short announcement post to the podcast feed. Thanks one final time for listening, and I'll see you all around the internet. Thanks, and be well. Out, boys, get out there and bust them crackins. Dee -dee.